I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Three, two, one. Dale, Brad, here we go. Love it, bro. My man, for the, for the few that don't know who you are, give us a little bit of introduction. Yeah. Um, so Brad Marcelino from... Uh, Based out in San Diego, California. I uh, interesting background, but um, born in the UK, born in London, moved to the US when I was uh, 11 years old. And um, long story short, playing career, did all that stuff. Played in a lot of different countries, probably over 20, around 20 countries. Um, played professionally, coached a long time, still coaching with uh, breaking it down with Coach H HP. Dialing it in, getting the kids better. But uh, for the past um, uh, eight years, I was at the University of San Diego as the hitting coach and recruiting coordinator there. Coached in the uh, World Baseball Classic, um, some other organizations um, at different places. But that's kind of my my uh, journey. It's kind of been uh, all over the map, basically. <laughs> Brad, you mentioned there uh, England. How long do you think it takes to keep a British accent, bro? Did you ever rock the accent at all or no? Oh, man, yeah, big time. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I had it when I first came over, but my memory was when I came over and kids were like, hey, um, say this or say that. I'm like, oh. so you kind of lose it. I wish I would have kept it. You wish you would have kept bro. That would have been sexy as hell, man, with a yeah. British accent doing baseball. That would have been yeah. sweet. I know. When I go when I go back there, it it comes back though. Yeah? yeah. Out of all the places you played, man, which was the place you liked the best? Other than here, any place that you really liked? Yeah, I loved uh, Tel Aviv was 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 dope in uh, Israel. Um, Czech Republic, Eastern Europe school, uh, Barcelona. I mean, it's tough to beat there. It, that's a such a cool place. Uh, I mean, you know, Germany and and France and all those places. Obviously, there's so many. It's like there, there's so much good stuff in all those places, but I'd say Eastern Europe um, is is always always fun. Brad, I always ask this man: Do you miss playing baseball or no? No, no. <laughs> I miss you know. Here's what I miss: I miss the competing and getting after after it and the preparation of it um, to see if you're ready for for test day for game day. Um, but I remember when I retired, you know, people were like, Hey, you want to come take fly balls? I'm like, no, I don't want to take fly balls, man. Like I'll hit your fungos, but I'm not, you know, like, but it's, you know, and then you start hitting, right? Like you, as a coach then you get in and start taking some swings, you're yeah. like, man, I miss this. I forget, yeah. I forget how much fun it is, but you know how it is like to prepare for, to truly prepare. It's not like a, an, an hour a day, right? It's not two hours a day. It's like your whole day is from the AM till night till going to sleep you're preparing, right? It's a full, full born thing. So, um, I miss aspects of it, but not, uh, you know, the coaching part is, is what I'm passionate about. When you, uh, when you sit here and you look yourself now as a coach, right? Are you 
Do you like yourself more as a coach now versus San Diego State? Is there any difference in your philosophy? Yeah. So, Coach, remember it was, it was USD, which is okay because those two always get confused, University of San Diego and San Diego State. But so, the, so okay, so univer USD is University of San Diego. Yeah, there's so many down here. It's like UCSD, USD, but yeah, University. You were the Aztecs. You were the Aztecs. No, so San Diego State's the Aztecs. University of San Diego is the Toreros. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So no, to answer your question, um, do I like myself like as far as like right now? Yeah, I think you're always evolving, right? I think in this game we've talked about this a ton. Is uh, it's a lifelong learning game. Right. And I, I don't think um, I think as a young coach, there's always ideas you have in your mind that you want to get across. Uh, I was always very um, energetic and very passionate about it. And I always um, felt like I wanted to bring that energy all the time. But sometimes that energy, you know, you, you can't balance it as a young coach. You need to learn how to kind of pump the gas pedal. Um, so I think a lot of the things I like now is just kind of the, understanding the timing of your delivery. Right, um, understanding when it's right to break it down with a with a player, uh, when it's right to push and, and to give. Brad, what's the youngest you teach now? So I have I started a program before I was at USD in two thousand nine, where we have third through eighth graders. So my my son as well, he's a third grader. So I'm kind of getting, you know, I'm staying involved obviously with that. Um, but most of the guys are like the MLB guys. But right now the North the Mavericks are uh, third through eighth. So you got a lot of third through eighth graders then? Yeah, yeah. What's the most common problem you see in their swings? In their swings? Um, not, not uh, I, I would say the most common thing is the body awareness, right? Um, understanding how to truly um, use their body and use the ground the right way. Understanding how to put, put themselves in a position of strength. Um, variety of reasons why like they they do that and one is just getting older more mature information getting better um, but i'd say that's the that's the biggest thing is getting too caught up in what it should look like versus staying athletic right playing other sports doing other things so they stay so they keep that athleticism brad with high schoolers man what issues do you see with high schoolers swing wise yeah yeah, I think that's the same. It's funny because, like, I, I think about it when I when I'm working with the 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 MLB guys, right? You think about the concepts you teach them. You think about okay, then what do you talk to third graders about? Really, there's no secrets in this game of hitting, right? And there's people that that's always like, there's this big secret. It's really as a coach is how are you communicating, and are, do the players know that you care? Right. So I think with the high school kids, I, I bring that up just because um, I feel like sometimes a lot of the stuff is very ego driven. Um, a lot of the stuff, uh, they're not willing to be disciplined in how they approach T work or how they approach their batting practice. Um, it's all about taking a swing and then looking back at the screen, you know. To Brad, see. Does that mean that T work sucks? They think T work sucks. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, like, so, and, and don't get me wrong. I think some guys uh, that I work with don't like T work. Right. right. And I'm I'm good with the philosophy that's going to help you go get someone and compete when the lights go on. Right. Brad, so, take me through the process. So I'm doing. I'm hitting. I'm a hitter with you. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? We're doing T work, flips, side flips. What what, yeah. what are we working with? Tell me. 
Yeah. Um, that relates to kind of your question on the first, do I like myself kind of better now or, or back then as a coach when day one of the fall, it was always like, okay, here's my philosophies. Here's what we're going to do. Let's roll. Right. Um, now with, with a hitter, when I first get them, it's sit there and, and assess, right? You test them, you assess, you watch, you, you ask questions more than you, you talk um, as far as the, the foundation and the philosophies of the swing. So definitely sitting back and watching is a big one. Um, assessment as far as the testing, testing them, testing mobility, testing certain things within the swing and how they move. Um, then from there, I think you figure out what's under the engine then you can kind of build it from that point, right? So then you look at, okay, where, what, what things are things that we need to improve as far as how, how that hitter moves. Then they, that's when you directly attack that. You put together a plan that's customized to that hitter, and then from there you just continue to, to move forward. But I think a lot of the times, honestly, Coach, is like there's so many things out there that we've talked about. It's like there's so many wars and battles going on in this, this hitting world, right? And um, – you know, for me is, is about, you can have foundations and you can have philosophies, but at the end of the day, you're built differently than your teammate 20 years ago, right? Like you're built differently than some guys that you've played with. So something that I tell you is not necessarily going to work for the guy next to you. Um, and I think that's where sometimes it gets a little bit too, um, too uniform right? Where you can't just have the same philosophy for every single hitter across the board. That makes sense, man. Brad, I'm lefty just like you, dude. Is Do you find it weird that when we, because there's good things, I think lefty on lefty hitting is awesome for BP and stuff like that because you really don't get it. But do you ever find it hard that people, that they, that they don't face a lot of lefties, so it's a little weird hitting lefties at the beginning? Do you see that a lot or no? Yeah, big time, man. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's just such a different look, right? Like I just t I tell guys all the time, your you know your brain's like a computer, right? You have like all these files in your computer, and all of a sudden it's like you look at it and the ball's coming from right field, so you're like, wait a second, <laughs> what's going right, on? Right, 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 right. Yeah. With your son, yeah, I've seen your son swing, man. It looks really good. How much of that did you teach? How much of that is that natural? I, I think the same philosophy, like try not to screw them up, get good players. When you, if you want to be a good college coach or a coach, get good players and don't screw them up. Right. So right. for me, he's just been around, I mean, you know, like Chris Bryant, he was around him and Connor Joe and Kyle Holder and all these really, really good players. Um, now all the big leaguers he's been around and he's seen it. So um, I'd like to take more credit for it, but I'd say 99%. I just like, what better way than to watch and, that and makes learn? Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Out, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we work on it for sure, but I think the biggest thing for that age is like they have to, um, you can't push agenda, right? You can't. So that's where you start to get into issues. I totally, totally agree with that. Chris Bryant, swing wise, man, it's almost like he has it, then he doesn't, then he has it again. Why is that? Is that because they figure him out? Because he loses confidence? Why do you think that is? I think it's um, you in this game, you can be on time for a fastball. You can prepare. You can see it well. You can take a good pass. You can miss. 
<laughs> and you can foul it off, right? And you can not barrel it up. So I think I don't think it's just you know him specifically. It's it's the game, right? The game is humbling. The game's difficult. Um, and as you see now, I mean the arms, it's ridiculous. It's out of control, man. Unreal. I mean, you just talk about the type of stuff you're facing. It's you know you're you're talking about very very minimal room for error. Um, but yeah, I think it's difficult, right? When you deal with your with your upper level guys, pro guys to top high school guys, top college guys. Yeah. Do you talk a lot about approach or no? Yeah. Ton, ton about approach. Um, you know, I, I think in the, in the hitting world, I think that was one thing I was super passionate about is game planning, um, uh, making good decisions, swing decisions. I think a lot of the stuff, uh, mechanics, obviously there's an advantage that you can, you can get by, by moving certain ways and giving yourself more time and seeing the ball longer. But I think a lot of that stuff can get cleaned up based on approach, right? And you wouldn't believe, Coach, like some of the guys I've worked with that get paid, you know, millions of dollars and you talk, start talking to them about approach, it's not very good. You know, it's just it, there's it's, – it's, and that's not their fault. It's, it's just kind of like um, how can we get them in a position where mentally they're a little bit more consistent and they're not deviating from the plan every single pitch. Um, so, yeah, approach is definitely a huge thing. I think that's one thing that got me kind of far in, in my playing career just because I, I really felt like the approach was something that could show up every day. I agree, man. I agree. It looks like when I see a lot of your videos of your guys and girls, it yeah. looks like they're hitting really good up the middle, man. Do you notice that too? Do you preach that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with um, what really like to boil it down and simplify what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to be in a position where if we're if we're beat by a fastball, um, then we can still be productive, right? There's only so much, you know, so many times we're going to be perfectly on time in this game, especially with the arms that are coming out. So how can we be in a position where, hey, I'm beat a little bit, but I'm still going to be productive and shoot something over to the, to the backside of the field? I'm going to get fooled a little bit on the changeup, but I'm going to be in a still good position where the barrel is still going to work online. So a lot of that has to be disciplined. And this is the, goes back to your question with high school guys. Man, I see high school guys living on the foul line so much, right? You live on the foul lines. But what if you're, taking, you're, you're hitting front toss, right? You're hitting flips and you're living on the foul lines. Is that really going to translate to when the game speeds up on you? It's, it's not going to translate, right? So for, for us, do we work – obviously, we, yes, we work on pull side. But a lot of the stuff is, hey, let's keep this thing exposed, the barrel exposed as long as possible, and just hammer the, the big part of the field. Um, I, don't, I don't think that ever goes away um, until you get into some individual stuff, right, with more context under that. But for sure, man, back of the cage. I agree with that a lot, especially because – I don't know how it is in California, but at least here in Miami with what I've seen, you don't get – Unless you're in a specific tournament, that that's a different story. You don't get too many guys that throw 90 in high school. So you're getting more this little lefty that throws mid-80s, low-80s, and just dominates because everybody's going crazy, pulling the ball and hitting fly balls to right field and stuff like that. And you get exposed because, like I tell kids, I go, listen, now when you get into that high school world, it's scouting reports are in the mix now. And if you show that you don't want to 
go the other way, that's all you're going to get. Do you see a lot of that? Yeah, for sure, man. Like uh, I think, you know, you start to think about it and analyze it, right? What does that go? What does that go back to? Is is it because that you're so worried about who's watching you? Is it are you comparing yourself to other kids? Are you trying to get the the oohs and the ahs? Hey, you know, then don't get me wrong. When it's time to do damage, like let's go, right? Let's try and hurt the baseball. But I think sometimes you, there's that fine line you have to walk, right? And um, when you see that all the time, like that little lefty, right? And it's away and then they show in and then fastball away and he's just dominating over five innings. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a big time goes to your other question too. Coach is about the approach, right? Are you willing to check the ego to the side and hammer a ball to right center instead of trying to launch a ball to the pull side gap, right? complete hitter just being a complete hitter which is tough these days as you know it's tough to find guys like that anymore bro and it's hard because i think hitting goes a lot to your personality goes a lot to what you see you know and and it's hard because when a couple years ago when you played and you got invited to a tournament it was a special deal now because tournaments are a lot more in play you get special teams that are set up with a super talented and it's it's super hard to see somebody who's super talented and I want to imitate every single thing you see from that because you want whatever that person has, you know. How do you tell your dudes to deal with that, man? Because there's only one of those individuals. How do you how do you stay to yourself while seeing greatness or what looks like greatness in front of you and not wear whatever body gloves they're wearing, put their hands wherever they're putting? How do you do that, man? Yeah, man, that's a great question um, because you're right. It's tough when, when kids go 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 watch you, right? There's nothing wrong with with um, having fun with that and shooting for the stars, right? Like be a dude, be a superstar, like work that way. Um, but I, I think there's issues where the not only the kids, not only the coaches – but it's everyone, right? It's the coaches, it's the kids, it's the parents, it's the family, it's what they're being told. I think that all starts with with when they're when they're younger. I think it all starts with are we are we willing as parents to say, hey, we're we're in for the process, right? This is not a microwave game where you don't just put it in, push thirty seconds, all of a sudden you're great. It's not how the game works, right? The game the game ha- has a clock. And it's going to reward those that are continually practicing those good habits. And that's the thing I talk about all the time is the habits is what, what habits are you creating every day? Are you the guy, are you the kid that, that wants, Hey, I'm going to get 50% better today, but then in two weeks from now, I'm going to shut it down for a month. That's not going to work right in this game. You have to have sustained habits every day to get that little bit better, to get that 1% better. I think when you have that mentality and when you have people surrounding you that preach that mentality to you, it becomes a little bit easier because then you're like, well, you know, I don't need to be that guy right now. I can eventually be that guy. But right now when I'm 15, 16, 17 years old, let me get 1% today and let me get 1% for the next two years, right? And I think um, when you have that mentality, it becomes a little bit more easier to deal with the psychology of all that stuff. That makes sense, man. Brad, 
I love the, that microwave analogy. That was good, man. Yeah. Please follow the microwave. That was a good one. With your son, how do you find him wanting to practice? All right, because he's what, eight years old? Yep. Yeah, he's eight. Are you pushing him? Is he pushing you? Is it 50-50? Where's yeah. he at? Yeah, I mean, eight years old depends on the day. <laughs> right. Give or take, you know what I mean? Um, okay, I, let's do this. Day he doesn't want to go out, what do you do? The day doesn't want to go out. So that day, you know, I think this is where coaching comes in and parenting comes in, right? Because what's the last thing that we want? If you work backwards from that, you continue to push, and then all of a sudden at 12, 13, 14, they're not smiling on the baseball field. Right. And it's like, hey, Dad, I'm burned out. I'm done. Done, right? I'm going to do something else, which is completely fine, but it's it's how they get to that spot, right? It's like, what are you saying right now? So I think the balance is definitely like, is there times where you need to push a little bit and say, hey, look, let's just focus on this for 15 minutes? Sure. There's also times like, hey, I, you know, he doesn't feel like doing anything and he wants to shut it down. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. Go read a book. Go get go get some knowledge, right? You know, make sure that you do take care of the classwork stuff. So I, I think if you're constantly a, a thorn in the side and it's needling every time they don't want to go out, there's going to be issues. I mean, it's, it's just, that's how it's going to be. Um, but I think if you have perspective in this game, if parents like for me, just take a deep breath, take a step back, right? Understand that what age they are, understand how long this game takes um, work a certain way when you work, but also know the balance between the two. Nice, dude. I like that. I like that. Brad, Manny Ramirez, man, what did you learn from him? Um, a lot, a lot of stuff from Manny. Um, I think a lot, a lot of the things that I truly got, a, got from, from him was how humble he is compared to, you know, what type of superstar he was, right? And the, the thing that I, you know, that blows my mind is that he's, he was successful. I mean, one of the best, if not the best right-handed hitters in the game. Right. Um, but the growth mindset, right? Just wanting to come out and literally he said, hey, Mars, he goes, you're the, you're the teacher, I'm the student because you tell me what to do. And it was just a conversation about all of that stuff. And, I'm, and it blew my mind, man. Like it was so surreal thinking about talking to him about hitting when, you know, you watch him as your kid, right? You watch him go off and, yeah. and be a dude for so long. But to, for that, like to, to have that perspective, that really, to me, it was like, I need to be way better. And way, way better how, Brad? Way better. What do you think like how? Because I remember – when he reached out to you, you saying, man, I, I went and did more research or more stuff. So better, how better as far as, um, how much energy am I, am I putting towards my craft, right? How much energy am I putting to make my, to be, uh, you know, in that servant leadership role, how much better can I be to communicate? Cause if you want to learn in this game, you're going to learn something every day and you can spend as you know, hours and hours free. It's all out there. You can spend hours and hours right. in this game. So taking some of my time and saying, Hey, look, let's cut some of this away 
and let me put some more time into making myself better, which is going to help, you know, the kids and the students and everyone else around. Um, if Manny, if he's doing it, then who am I, who am I to say, this is it. This is, and I know, you know, you know, everything. And, and unfortunately you have to kind of, um, understand like the people that you want to surround yourself with as well. Right. That's a big thing because there's a lot of guys, as you know, think it's it, that's it. They have, they know everything and that's all they, they know in the game and that their word is the final word. And that's all, which as, as we both know, man, if you're in that mindset, the game's going to pass you by. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Brad, do you like better dreads Manny Ramirez or bald Manny Ramirez? <laughs> oh man. I kind of like bald Manny Ramirez. Really? I don't know, man. Both ways he rakes. So I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, once that barrel's gone, <laughs> What was your team growing up? What was your team? The Giants. I like the Giants because when I first moved out, that was the first place um, I went to was uh, was Pac Bell um, up up there. Or excuse me, not Pac Bell. It was Candlestick back then, obviously. Damn, Um, I was like, bro, then you must have been young because I I, once you said. uh, Pac Bell, I go, how how young is Brad? Because I go, that must have been young. Yeah, it was Candlestick during our time. Candlestick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was there. Uh, that was, that was the team growing up and I just watched individual players. So they had Will Clark, Will Clark, uh, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin, before biz, before Barry Bonds, before Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah, man. And like Rich Aurelia, you know, there's, yeah, there's like, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal. JT snow, JT snow, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, what's your favorite type of music? Yes, <laughs> all of it, brother. Everything? Country, hip hop, R and B, uh, reggaeton, all of it, man. What Let's, was your What was your walk up song? Outcast, Outcast, Atlians. Outcast, Atlians. What happened to Outcast, bro? Why did they just stop? Is it because one guy went another way, another guy went another way? Is that what know. it was? I don't know, but they're that they're bad. Those they're guys. Good, huh? Yeah, I don't know what happened to them though. I don't know if Andre three thousand got too into style and he's like, I'm done. But they just—I don't even—they did that one album and then I think they did an album where they split and it was one guy here, one guy yep. there, and yep. And now it's like they're they're gone. Yeah. Now it's like nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. You're based out of where? San Diego, is it? Yeah, Carlsbad, North County, San Diego. Yep. When you look at social media. How long have you been involved yourself? Steady. Because maybe we all had accounts, but we didn't really attack it. Yeah, yeah. Officially, like you do now. How long have you been involved steady with social media? I'd say probably the um, 2019, early 2019, uh, maybe the end of 2018. I resigned from USD in 2018 after the spring. Um, and then probably really started looking at it in you know 2019 like you said dabble it dabbled in it before use it as a learning tool see what other people are doing that type of stuff what what has been your experience with it man what have you learned from it what how do you approach it Mm -hmm. i see what you post what do you think yeah i think um number one i think uh as as you get into it it's 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 a weird world man and i truly like 
I, I don't know. I haven't really figured it out. I don't know if anyone's figured it out. You obviously you you're crushing it, Coach. But no. <laughs> I think, uh, um, you know, it's it's a weird world because I feel like some of the stuff that you see doesn't translate to the baseball field, right? Like there's a lot of stuff on there that I see. I'm like, it's no. hard. It, it, it's hard because it's like it's very hard. Because it's two worlds, and honestly, both worlds matter, but not really, but they do. Yeah. Kind of like, like, kind of like in that movie where it's different, but same, same, but different. Yeah, same, same. yeah. It's, it's it's crazy because what matters at the end of the day. I look at it two ways, and I'm, let me see if you what you feel about this. Performance on the field is everything. That's king of the world when it comes to playing baseball. Yeah. But then there's something called creating awareness in whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. That has merit too. I just think the problem is when you're in that world of creating attention for yourself and all that stuff, and then waiting for that to resonate or really happen in the baseball world, and that's when it's two completely different things. Yeah. Does that make sense or no? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's where you have to – it's tough for young, you know, like young players, right? Because they see it all. And sometimes, as you know, it's information overload and it's tough to filter through it, right? So um, just kind of being aware of, of who's, who you're surrounding yourself with. But as I say before, like who am I to tell someone not to, not to try something or do something right. if it makes them better, right? Like if it makes you better, that's all isn't as coaches. That's what we want. Like we want you to be better. How do you get there? doesn't really matter if you're getting better. Um, so yeah, I think just being careful with that stuff. I think there's a lot of stuff that there's obviously, as you know, there's a bunch of drama, right. And a bunch of hate and, and people saying this and that. And you know what I do with that, man? It's interesting. I've, I've been lucky because I don't know if I said this to you before or not. I view, I viewed social media, not like, athletes not like baseball players i viewed it like how the youtubers do it how the comedians do it and let's talk comedy for a second because i just had yeah you tell me i just had today uh i posted it today his special comes out tomorrow uh felipe spars i don't know if you know who that yeah. is or not yeah, you're telling me, yeah so i had felipe on and today all these big comedians man are are having him on a show because it's Netflix specials tomorrow mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. everybody wants him to, to win. He did two different hours. And if you look at it, comedy, everybody's style of comedy is different. So there, and I know Joe Rogan had a lot to do with this, with welcoming everybody and being, giving each other platform and helping people out yeah. and the comedy store thing. And I don't, I've never, really saw that in the baseball world unless it was somebody like that was so elevated or very old yeah that has a good resume yeah. but it's non-existent True. you know and then or like i never forget who's that one dude that kind of looked older but he's the one that had that whip thing that had aaron judge remember the older guy that that he uh, would uh, um uh, teacher man that he copied Barry Bonds' swing, and then he just yeah, – yeah. he had this whole thing, but he would absolutely destroy anybody that would, on comments, just go out, like go after him. He yeah. would just rip apart. 
You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I wanted to get your feedback on this. I noticed that I tried, and I still do, try to put on anybody that I can that I feel has a good thing, whether I agree with it or not. I can care less. But it feels it's a good thing. Yeah. Only time I ever get a little bit weird is if I see, if I see internet world and real world ink isn't the real thing. Yeah. Then then I'm done. Then I'm yeah. then then that's it. I'm I'm not gonna talk bad about Twitter. If somebody brings up the situation, all right. You're in timeout because right. now we're in in, <laughs> in fantasy island all day yeah. through, bro. Yeah. You now, right? Because what happens is people see you and maybe they're like, ah, who's this guy? But then when you get Manny Ramirez and you get these other guys and now you have the girls coming in, now you demand some attention. So as you grow through this world of social, what has been your experience in the past? How do you view it right now? Yeah, I think, um, great, all great points. And I, I agree. I think where my experience is, is a little bit different, I think, right? Because I was on the field for so long and it was about recruiting good players, recruiting good families, academics, admissions, all that housing, all that stuff, and winning ball ballgames. Um, then you go over to the private sector, right? Um, where that wasn't really my plan. My plan wasn't to, to you know, have a, a bunch of hitters and all that stuff. It was just guys that, that I've coached in the past or recruited in the past. I was available and we just started, started doing it and started growing. Um, but I think the, the social media thing is one that is dangerous for a lot of young kids. And it's one, like I was saying, as, as a, as a coach, you, if, if you're going to spend time, um, if I'm going to spend time going through the comments and responding and getting into this back and forth with all the negative comments, dude, there's just, I don't have any enough time in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just don't even, it, it is what it is. What do you do, Brad? When you see a negative comment, what do you do? Yeah, honestly, like you look at it and I think at first it, you, you may like, man, like what's this guy's problem type of thing. Right. Because in the end, for me, I agree with whatever, what philosophy is going to help that individual player. Uh, if you're telling a player to hit the ball, a fly ball to the catcher, and he's hitting line drives, then <laughs> I love that. The like, Dude, but but you know what happened? And I think I don't know if this is the case, bro. There's, I think I had to. I did a post because I got so many questions on it, man. Yeah. On what I felt the players' protests and what's going on with the police and the people, and I and I had so many that I go, listen, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm lucky. Right. I don't have an employee. Right. I don't have my sponsors know who I am. Yeah. So I'm going to say things and I look at the world a certain way, but which is team empathy, man. But what I see people do is the opposite. It's like if you're teaching, if I'm teaching, hit the ball up the middle, you're teaching, hit the ball back to the catcher, but you're producing tremendous results. I automatically hate on you. Because it's like, no, no, that guy, because I think people are so scared to lose their business, right? Is That's my that's always been my thing, man, that Big time. people are worried about looking bad in front of their clientele yep. and not understanding and not going, man, Brad, talk to me, dude, talk to me. Because why do you think, is, this, is it the insecurity of money, Brad, that has people like that? I, th I, I mean, there's definitely a part of it, right? There's definitely an ego side of it. It's definitely caring about what people think more than you should right because if you're if you're getting judged on social media and if you're getting judged through what your your work and if you kind of don't really believe in your work then those things are going to bother you 
right? They're going to eat at you. And because like you said, the business part of it, oh man, this guy's talking bad about me. What's going to happen to my facility or what's going to happen to my clients or what's going to happen to this and that. When at the end of the day, coach, like I'm not, I'm the same way. I'm, I don't have an employer. Like I'm my own thing. I don't have a facility. Like if you want to talk smack, go ahead, (laughs) like whatever. Like it's something where I think you have to personally um, understand, like there's going to be those people. You can't please everyone, right? You just can't please everyone. And if you can't, if it's a situation where you're trying to please everyone, then you probably shouldn't be doing anything. You know what I do a lot? I, uh, it depends. I never, unless it's something really personal and somebody will attack me on something. I had a dude attack me one time that my dad didn't really do the things he did to me and that I, and I was like, you've never been one time in my house, man. So I don't know what you, like, that was, that was crazy. And I've done that. But other than that, I just always say, thank you for the question. Yeah. And I, or thank you for the comment. And I keep it going because I've had everything from my first interview. I had two interviews that kind of started me up. My first one was Antonio Alfonseca. Remember Antonio Alfonseca? Yeah. yeah. So I had him, I was working with this kid. So I had him in my house, in my backyard and we talked, and then that led me to getting a, which I started working with his son with Felix Hernandez. Yeah. And King Felix, bro, who has been in the major leagues since he was, bro, baby, oh, super young, man, super young. He started talking about, I asked him about pitchers and curveballs, you know, and what he thought. And he gave me his response. And some dude just came a comment, well, I, don't know, I think if you, if you throw the curveball right, you can throw a curveball at 12, like just this thing. And I'm like, what is it in people? that you have to answer that every little thing that somebody says, because you don't agree with that. There isn't like, well, I don't know what it is, man, about people and their beliefs that if Brad comes and tells me, listen, coach, I think, uh, I think one hand drills are phenomenal because it's that I just can't go. Wow, man, that's interesting. That's, that's cool. And learn from that versus, but that's the biggest waste of time in the world. Why would anybody do one hand drills? I don't understand. You yeah. swing with two hands. Why would you use one hand? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And here, so here's here's my question, right? If you have a kid, okay, one of your one of your players, whatever whatever age, say a high school kid, and then he's working with you and with another coach, and so and I, and I told someone this the other time. So I say he's working with you and another coach, and then he goes to the other coach, and somehow you know whatever he says clicks more for that kid, right? And he takes a significant jump based on how the other coach said it or the drill he did or the word he used or that day or whatever it was. Now, are you going to, are you going to celebrate that? Or are you going to say, no, 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 no. That's wrong because you want the credit for that kid. Cause then say he commits to TCU, right? So what are you going to do? Are you going to be, does it matter who tells the kid how to get better? Just because it wasn't you, so so then what? You're gonna get you're gonna get pissed pissed about that. <laughs> so like for me, like that's why I tell guys all the time, hey coach Mar- Marsh, you mind if I go uh, hit with this dude? Um, you know, I just want to hear what he thinks, dude. Yes, go, like go ahead, and then and you get into the well. I don't want to get him to get confused and this and that, coach. I think that's I agree in some parts, but I think that goes back to the business, right? Like the yeah, money driven, money hungry, the, it's the agenda. Yeah, bro, it's crazy, man. Yeah, but like in the end of the day, how a kid gets there, it shouldn't matter. If we're all a coaching staff, a coaching community, 
It's about helping players. Yeah, man. Yeah. They call you Mars? Yeah. Sorry, bro. I'm calling you Brad and they call you Mars. Sorry. I'm good, bro. <laughs> the I've seen you with a couple hitters put in their front leg a ball that they stand on a ball with their front yeah. leg. Yep. What what is that for? Yeah, so um pen, depending again, you know, I always say this, but depending on the hitter, right? There's some hitters that can't necessarily control their, their forward move out towards the pitcher. So they crash or they're front side heavy or they want to take over with their upper body too early versus basically trying to stay behind the ball and turn behind, turn behind the ball. Um, we, want to, we want to keep as much room as possible between us and the baseball so then we're not going at the ball because um, obviously that causes a lot of different issues. What so, do you do with guys in reverse that stay back too much? Yeah. So there's, there's the coaching balance, right? Like those guys, there's, there's different drills that we also do where it, it forces them to release the, the back leg, right. To get them, get them moving forward. So like those guys, you don't necessarily have to put a ball underneath their foot. You have them start, you know, make sure they have that momentum going forward, whether that's uh, a release the back foot drill or the happy Gilmore drill or a swing through drill where it creates more momentum going forward. What's release the back foot drill. What is that like? So basically like you take a swing and then after they take a swing, they kind of just take their knee towards the pitcher. So Got it. yeah. So it's not like they're swinging with one, one leg in the air, but like you, you swing and then you just make sure that back foot releases off the ground. Um, there's also a good one where I put like a tennis ball right behind their back foot. And I just make sure that when they're done, they clear the tennis ball so they don't fall back on the tennis ball. Got it. Got um, it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Man. That's good. So, but the one under the foot basically is just to control that forward move out. Got it. Got it. Brad, do you work every day? Are you working every day or you take weekends off? Man, I no, not every day, but with new uh the the company I told you about, it's it's one of those things where you you're always on it, right? Like especially right. With, the, with the startup and all the stuff we're doing for the minor leaguers, just constant, right? Like there's always something to do, as you know. Yeah, man, that thing's crazy. Brad, before I let you go, man, any question for me? Anything I can help you with? No, I would love to know from you if you you were talking to um, a group and you you do a lot of, you do a lot of speaking engagements, right? Um, youth, high school, college, right? What what is what is your what are your thoughts on number one the social media world? How to balance that? Two. What's the biggest thing that you could tell kids right now that you think two things that is a uniform message to those guys that's going to impact kind of their, their, their journey or their direction? Okay. Number two, or let's answer the second one, effort and attitude, man. Everything is effort and attitude with perspective. Where are you? How can you get in? Are you... Manny Ramirez never had to get in. He was always in. But there are certain players that me and you know that just, man, they picked up the balls. They did the little things. They never got upset. They never, they always bunted when they had to bunt and they got in and then they stayed, they, they kept moving and they kept moving. So the effort and the attitude, I think it's big because you can't put that in a, on, on piece of paper. You know, you can't put that when you're rating players. And a lot of guys cancel themselves because of that, because they don't pop that way because they're trying to imitate the swag of, of your boy, let's say a Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to imitate that swag. And that's, 
look at the left side of that in Miami. Everybody here would love to imitate Manny Machado. Good luck. Good luck trying to be that kind of guy. And it's this understanding of natural talent that's just insane versus who you are and being yourself, love which that. is the hardest thing because, Brad, very few of us in our 40s liked ourselves hmm. in, our, in our teens, bro. I didn't like myself in my teens at all for a million reasons. So how do we teach that to kids that 20 years from now are not going to like who they are? A lot of them. And we don't talk about that because it's not sexy, and it's, but it's so realistic, man. So that's the first thing. Effort and attitude with perspective on that, on those two things. That's, those are, that's the second question. And then the first one is this. I get so many people to hit me up in everything with social media. And I go, all right. First of all, I treat social media as it's my life. I wish I could put more. I wish I could say more, but it involves other people. So I have to respect what they're what they would put. I wish that if I get into say, an argument with my wife, I wish I could put it on social media of how I deal with it. Mm -hmm. Because I could care less. I don't want to show anybody that that I'm better than anybody or that I, I just think, look, this is what I think is working. There's nobody, and I'll take pride in this now, since there's nobody on the internet right now that's pushing more positivity, that's talking to people 24-7, whether it's you or it's the manager of Duke or it's George Lopez or it's Cody Bellinger. No one's talking to more, or Logan Paul. No one's talking to more people that's my life mission than me right now. So I tell people, social media is the greatest thing. We wouldn't be talking. Me and you wouldn't be talking to each other right now because of that. The problem is the parents now have to understand to educate kids. Mm. Add that. Now that got added to the mix when it was, all right, this is what drugs do. This is what crime does. This is what cheating does. This is what bullying does. Now it became, this is what social media does. And it's absolutely awesome. And what's going to happen on social media is whatever you feed it. And the algorithms and the Explorer page are going to give you whatever you look for. Mm. So because of that, we have to start talking. And how, when do you start talking? Like I said in the post right now, if you start explaining to your son, what's your son's name? Clayson. Clayson. Why Clayson? Dude, crazy story. My, so my it's short story. My wife had a dream said, Hey, was that documentary on MLB network? Uh, of was that guy named Clayson? I was like, no, you're crazy. What are you talking about? We were at BYU. I was throwing batting practice using their baseballs. I picked up a baseball. Guess what name was on it? Clayson? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, we had to go with it. I like it. I like it. Clayson. Yeah. So if you start educating Clayson right now, listen, buddy, when you get older, when you see a stop by the police, you got to follow instructions, man. Don't, when they ask you for ID, show them your ID. You sit there and you listen. You don't mouth off. You don't run away from them. You don't do anything. Go. If you start putting that in his head right now, put his head in now. Whether the police treats him fair or not, we can't control that. But if you start now and then you start with social, listen, man, you got to be honest. It, we're going to post right now that you hit a home run, but I'm going to post also that you struck out. I'm going to post that you got cut. I'm going to teach you that this is what you post. This is how you do it. It changes everything, man. So that's the advice I have for anybody dealing with social is the more brutally honest you are, the better it is. 
And there's certain arenas that if you get into, you're going to receive backlash. Right now, before it wasn't like this. Right now, if you start talking politics, it's going to be a disaster. It's just mm -hmm. where we're at right now. Yeah. Some people are like, bring it on. I love it. See where you're at, man. Just see where you're at. Nobody has to imitate anybody. The only thing you got to imitate if you want to be successful on platforms is the documenting of the process of working, of getting on the platforms. That's it. Everything else, you can literally put whatever you want, yeah. and you're going to win. Sure. Brad, I'm going to get out of here, bro, because I know I've taken a lot of your time. You're the man, dude. Good, brother. I'm here whenever you need me. Great job. Let people know where they can find you. At Marcelino Baseball um, on Instagram and uh, also at A3 Division. And hopefully you get a YouTube there going, bro, so we can see your YouTube videos. Well, we got to talk about that later. <laughs> My man. Thank you so much, brother. Good job. All right, brother. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Next question. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.